Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode number 49 of the Still City Insider Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy Ritz, alongside Mr. Jim Wexel. Jim, how are you doing today? Christmas is this weekend. I got my Christmas hat on. This All right. Red hat. I was going to put my red flannel shirt on, but this is from the 2008 Super Bowl, as you can see. You know, the Cardinals were always a cool insignia, and so I want to, I'm glad they're on that. It was, uh, you know, from 2009, February, January, whatever. And, you know, being in the media, you can't, like, say, get a Steelers hat. So it has both of them on there. <laughs> a little dirty. Don't mind the dirt on the bill. I've been meaning to get that clean. But I love this hat. And it's from the last championship. And, geez, sure looked like a championship performance. So how about a segue for that, huh? I'll tell you what. The Steelers came through in a big way this past weekend, defeating the juggernaut Carolina Panthers, 24 to 16. They got that running game going. Mitch Trubisky played mistake-free football. We're going to get into all that today. I just want to point out, Jim, we're only one episode away from number 50. Who would have thought we'd have made it this far? We haven't made it that far yet. <laughs> true, true. Let's get into it then. Let's uh, let's talk the game. Um, maybe their best performance of the season. They did the two things that they needed to do. They needed to shut down the run, A, and Carolina was solid at running the football, and they needed to be able to run the ball, and they did both of those things. Talk about what you saw. It's funny how they were the hot Carolina Panthers coming in, and after the Steelers beat them, they sucked. And what's the <laughs> big deal? You know, so uh, the Steelers stopped the run, and they were more aggressive and assertive in doing so, and they showed that on the first series. You know, they put T.J. Watt in the middle, and he blitzed up the middle. And then the second uh, play, Terrell Edmonds blitzed, shot a gap. You know, where were the – I can only think that everybody was thinking about that last play in the Ravens game of what they should have done, and they did that in the first series against Carolina. And, you know, all the excuses from the Ravens game, oh, uh, geez, you did things a little different this time. Uh, what happened to the, uh, we have to read uh, all the options and we had to stay back and we had to see what they were doing or we would have got gashed instead of just coming in against the third string reserve undrafted rookie who sucks. <laughs> you know, that Ravens game should have been a win. So anyway, we're still a little, a uh, little uh, raw about that. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a great performance. Trubisky played well. Uh, Deontay Johnson <clears throat> didn't get trapped in any of his backward maneuvers. Uh, the offensive line, you know, great. A lot of things. Terrell Edmonds, great. Devin Bush was even assertive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of things to like. So I'm not going to fall into the, well, Carolina sucked because they sure look like they sucked. Yeah. But Sam Darnold was twice the quarterback of, what was that guy's name? Anthony Brown? I think it was, yeah. He used to pitch for Kent Connellsville High School. <laughs> Anthony Brown was a star pitcher, and I remember the coach who was a maniac, and I loved him. <laughs> they asked him. This was before they changed the pitching rules. I think Anthony Brown caused the pitching rule change. They asked him, Coach, why did you pitch Anthony Brown every game? And he said, he's not going anywhere after this. Like, who cares about his arm's health? You know, so – we do see where Anthony Brown went, and his arm did look sore, but he could uh, run a little bit. He could. He could. And looking Wait, at that – I'm sorry. I got way off track. Guys, you got to run this show, Jeremy. Don't <laughs> let me do this stuff. Hey, this is a team. This is a team effort. 
I want to spend a little time talking about the Steelers' run defense. They held the Panthers at 21 yards, 1.3 yards per carry. But Carolina only ran the ball 16 times. So I want to ask this question. Was the, the, the strength against the run, was it more of the Steelers' performance? Or did the Panthers just give up on it too soon? I think it's both. And, you know, an X's and O's guy would be better equipped to answer this. And D.I. Davis, uh, he writes a great uh, uh, X's and O's column. It'll come out in a couple of days. I was working on Wolfley's column before you uh, rang me. And uh, that's why I was a little late. Wolfley's column was getting me all jacked up. He was getting into the good barbecue down there. So, uh, you know, how Wolfley gets going on that. But, um, you know, they 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 were aggressive on that first drive, right? And Carolina wasn't doing anything. And then the Steelers scored. That put Carolina behind. So two things were going on. Uh, nobody had stopped Carolina's run game as the Steelers had on that first possession. And then the Steelers took the lead. I think Carolina hadn't been used to dealing with a lack of success in their recent run with their new coach and their new ideas and their their offensive guard playing fullback and their offensive tackle playing tight end and all kind of good things. They, they, they met with, they were unsuccessful. So yeah. I don't think they knew how to deal with that. Maybe next game they'll, they'll see that we can't be talked out of this stuff, but I think the Steelers definitely talked them out of it. Darnold was play actioning and passing and that's what you want. Yeah. Exactly what you want. A guy that holds the ball that long for your pass rushers and the homecoming for a couple of guys and, I, I think it was a combination of a lot of things, and I think Carolina learned, and, and next time they won't be talked out of it. They'll stick with what they do because they're they're still pretty good at what they do. Yeah. I thought there, and just talking about Sam Darnold, I know later in the game they started to get to him, to get the pressure, brought him down a few times, but he hit some big passes there earlier in that contest, one on James Pierre um, where he let the receiver get behind him for a big reception. And I, for, I forget the other uh, couple of passes, but I think this game, even though they won, um, and this is not to downgrade that secondary, but they still are in need of a corner this offseason. And I think this game, more evidence of that. Well, they gave them the pass game, and that's part of talking them into uh, talking them out of their running game. Yeah, they gave them the pass game. And, yeah, the Seahawks could use a shutdown guy. I mean, when you're going uh, a, a single high safety, Terrell Edmonds is, is playing the run up there. There's there are more openings if you don't have that shutdown guy. Yeah, yeah. And then if we look at the stable of Steelers running backs, nice output once again. Najee Harris, 24 carries, 86 yards. Again, looking healthy. Jalen Warren, 11 carries, 38 yards. Um, Canada couldn't help himself on those jet sweeps. He ran two to Stephen Sims, but the running game looked productive again. And you pointed out Dan Moore and Kevin Dotson, the left side of that offensive line. They had a nice output. Especially early, and didn't Najee look like Jalen Warren getting outside? Yeah, you think to yourself, oh, there's Warren. Oh no, that's Najee. Uh, no, okay. Am I the only one? All right. uh, 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 yeah. So I was a little surprised that Najee had such a poor average. So there was a lot of unsuccess. That's a word. Uh, so uh, yeah, good for Najee. Uh, the line, I liked what the line did. And, you know, Carolina came into the game allowing 5.2 per carry in their last five. So that's a weak run defense. Yeah. Yeah. And then in terms of the receivers, you mentioned Deontay Johnson. He had a nice showing 
did not run backwards. Too oh, much. he ran backwards. He did, but he didn't get tackled backwards. So, uh, but he made some plays this week. And then that reception by George Pickens down the sidelines, his body control and focus and concentration, his hands just up in the air waiting for the ball. This kid's special. He really is. Well, okay. Keep working on getting open. I know the the cornerback that he torched on that play wasn't uh, all enamored of Pickens. He had a quote and said it wasn't that good. (laughs) But, I mean, well, he caught two out of five targets. How good is that? Let's get open. Let's get open. Everything's a combat catch for him. Right. Oh, you can get open. I think that'll come in the second year. Yeah. And no no receptions by Pat Freyermuth. What's up with that? Uh, Well, I do know he's hurting. And, you know, uh, Trubisky's coming off a three-interception game. Weren't two of those throws to Fryermuth, as you like to say? <laughs> Do I mispronounce it? Is it Fryer? I, I, I think it's Fryermuth. Maybe you're the ones right, and I'm wrong. I, I just think it's Fryermuth. But hey, between you mispronouncing it and Wolfley spelling it wrong, <laughs> we're Steel City Insiders, a collaborative effort on the dude. At least we get Pat right. All right. Well, that's like uh, Anthony Weedle and Whitel. That whole conversation from this past summer. <laughs> I can't even remember him. Yeah. Um, so before we talk about the defensive side of football, I did want to just spend a few moments and you're probably going to be like, I don't want to talk about that, <clears throat> but I have to, I don't want to talk about <laughs> what, what the quarterback. No, I, I have to bring up the special teams penalty on Marcus Allen. Oh yeah, sure. Absolutely. What, what in the world was that? I mean, you were surprised when you looked at the replay and saw that it was number 27. I wasn't surprised, but what, what in the hell is he thinking? What does he ever think? That guy has never been a thinker. I, you know, I, I I tweeted that you know he should find a, an, another way home, but <laughs> that's not going to be Tomlin's, and it's going to be a you now it's going to be a week long discussion of culture and under Tomlin, he's not going to cut the guy right now. He's not going to. I don't think he's going to deactivate him yeah. right now. You're going to get the best Marcus Allen you've ever had and you know about stocks i mean do you sell a stock when it's at this low point no. no there's a reason you bought the stock i mean you you could be wrong it could go lower but there has to be a reason you bought the stock you got to think well i'm going to get at least his last three best efforts out of three good <laughs> days out of this stock and then i'm going to sell it so i mean he's not going to do anything stupid again is he what i mean I, i'll bet that he won't i I'm not a big Marcus Allen better. I, I don't, I don't, but I think you're going to get his best three efforts and his mouth will be shut and things like that. And so they're not going to cut him up. Or why did you have him to begin with? Because he's been a loud mouth idiot for a long time. And now he's going to come looking for me in the locker room. But I mean, when doesn't he, he's always turning the music up and daring reporters to, to get upset. His entire team, they, everybody used to tell him to turn the music off. I, I, I suppose now we'll have a quiet locker room for the next three weeks mm-hmm. until he finishes his great career. <laughs> well, of course, it was the dumbest thing we, we've ever seen, right? I mean, first they go, they go. there's a flag down on TV. I wasn't in Charlotte. There's a flag down, and they're showing Hayward and TJ on the bench looking over their tablets, right? So you're saying, oh, this flag can't be against the Steelers because, look, Cam and TJ are already on the bench looking through the and then they showed the Carolina huddle with Marcus Allen doing whatever he was doing 
and, and that's I want to know. I I really want to know what what was what was he did like what was his purpose? What was his intent? It was it is his cousin play for the other team? Well, let me say hey, Merry Christmas. Let me just say that for the first time in five years since I asked him, did they just move you to inside linebacker? And that threw him. He was talking to Jerry Olsavsky in the locker room. He was drafted as a safety, right? In the middle of his rookie year, he's starting to meet with Jerry Olsavsky. And I went up to him. I said, why were you talking to Jerry? Are you now an inside linebacker? And he's like, uh, 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 I, I can't talk about it. Because, I mean, he didn't know what he could say. He was a fifth-round pick, a rookie. And then he became an inside linebacker, but he wouldn't confirm it with me. Yeah, That's the last time I've talked to him. That was five years ago. Hmm. And so now I'm going to talk to him again. And I imagine I won't be the only one. That, that'll be Wednesday. Uh, I can't wait well, to hear that story. I, I want to know what he said. I do too. But he's not going to tell us, of course. And it's like, too, it's like you're, you're, five, and, you're a five and eight football team. Like what? I don't see what any – any purpose or it, there's just no logic kind of like it's no, illogical i mean they're not going to think about their records i mean they're they're mm. emotional he's an emotional player probably helps him on special teams that's true uh, uh tomlin seems to like his energy and i guarantee you tom was not ripping him today and it'll be handled privately and everybody will say well that's tomlin cower would have cower would have ripped no cower always <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Cower always handled it privately. I mean, he chewed him out on the sideline. Yeah. But Cower handled that stuff privately. And uh, you're not going to get a human sacrifice at the press conference today. And that's what the city of Pittsburgh wants. I, I don't I don't need that. I'm just I'm really curious. First of all, I thought it was stupid. <laughs> no question. But I just I'm curious of what his intent was and what he said. And I get the whole passion and everything, but I just really – I wish I was a fly on the wall. What was so – He like, said, watch me convert this fourth and 27 for you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. All right, let's wrap this up. Just taking a look at the uh, defensive players. Nice well, what, what about quarterback? I mean, that's always interesting. Uh, uh, I mean – Where do we go from quarterback? You know, where, where do you want to see – who do you want to see if Trubisky's – uh, I mean, if Pickett's healthy, what do you want to do? Uh, we're going – you got to go to Kenny. <clears throat> Kenny's the future of this team. I think Mitch – maybe you do keep Mitch around next year as your backup. I mean, if, if he has – I know they showed a moment uh, where um, Kenny Pickett was congratulating him on the sideline after, I think, his his touchdown run, and then they tweeted out something, brotherhood. Maybe those guys have a connection – and maybe he is somebody to keep around long term as the number two. But heading into Saturday's game, which is a huge game, by the way, just because of the the regalia behind it, um, I think you got to start Kenny if he's ready to go. He's your future. Okay. Well, um, you know, Mike Tomlin is like Bill Cower is like Chuck Knoll, and that they're going to fight. The, they're going to fight their ass off for today. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not mathematically eliminated, and they're going to play for today. And I, my gut tells me Trubisky gives them the best chance to win. I mean, playing Kenny Pickett for next year, that's they've they've already played. He's played enough. He's got a taste. But if Kenny gives you the best chance, which I, you can talk me into that, I don't know enough. I think he does. I think he does. Well, coming off Trubisky's game, I was a little impressed with him at for the moment. And if Kenny's not 
cleared. That was a second concussion. Uh, I can be talked into either one, really, uh, by someone who's in the know, who knows what's going on, knows what Kenny knows, and knows what they had to do with Trubisky, who gives them a better chance, whoever gives them a better chance to beat the Raiders. I know it doesn't matter to most people, but I think there's still a 0.02% chance they can make the playoffs. It's yeah, it's going to be. Someone cannot quit on that point oh two percent. He cannot. Yeah. They've got to play the best, the best chance. Yeah. To win. And uh, I will be one of ten people at the stadium that night. <laughs> so, so, uh, and I am still hoping for them to get seven and a half wins. They're close. <clears throat> I mean, they wouldn't it be. It would be just like a Tomlin team for them to win out and not make the postseason. Well, I don't know about not making the postseason. You know, the Steelers, they have a history of pulling out these 0.02% chances of making the playoff gambits. You know, you went out and all of a sudden, oh, man, you're you're playing the Chiefs in the first round in Kansas Ooh. City? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to Buffalo? Isn't that great? Or is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. They're not uh, ready. They're not in that league yet. No. They're the they're 82 not. Bears. That's see, that's my thing with McMahon. And now that Pickett's getting hurt kind of routinely, he does fit the McMahon profile even more so. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not ready for the postseason. <clears throat> I think we're seeing the development of players that we need to see the development of. I think this is a they're not going to come out and say it, but they're evaluating the talent for next year. They're looking at who fits with where they're going. I think they have a lot of the pieces. I don't think they're as far away as a lot of people think they are. Uh, they're going to try to win, but I think we've seen growth from this team from week one up until this point. And yeah, I think they've they've found their first cut in the off season. Matt Canada. No, I mean, why would they cut Matt Canada after an impressive performance? The offense is looking good, even with a slow plow horse as a running back. What don't, what don't you like about Canada? Just, the offense, there is no rhythm to that offense. It doesn't look like it's conceptual. It just just looks like, hey, let's just let's run this. If you say so. <laughs> anyway, Raiders this weekend, <clears throat> big game. No, I was oh. talking about Marcus Allen. Anyway. Oh, uh, you're talking. Yeah, I, I think you know, if they are evaluating uh, talent, I think they might have found one who's gonna go. Yes. Yeah. I think that's probably more. I do think his contract is up. Okay. Yeah. And they're not going to sacrifice him on TV today, though. Got it. That's right. Tomlin Tuesday, press conference coming up here pretty soon. Any thoughts uh, this weekend for the Raiders game, Jim? No. I mean, it's Christmas Eve. It'll be late night, and uh, I got nothing to do. So uh, I'm going to go uh, Christmas it up uh, with the other 10 people in Pittsburgh. and. Uh, <laughs> I hope there's some uh, real uh, old school Raiders Steelers fireworks that happen. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty pretty fantastic for the holiday season. Roll out roll out a ball from the sideline that says you suck on it. They <laughs> actually said something else. If you remember that game, I, I got to look more into that. I do the trivia questions. What was on the ball that was rolled out? I think it's, it was like you are fecal matter. You know, oh, okay. If Webster got the ball and said, "Who gave it to the ref?" What's this? <laughs> but that, those are old Raiders Steelers stuff, and maybe we'll see some of that. And uh, you know, maybe they can beat Derek Carr. That would be a a nice 
early Christmas gift. And that's going to do it for episode number 49. Who knows? Maybe we will make it to 50 next week. <laughs> but everybody, thank you so much for watching, for supporting us. Don't forget about the Alan Fanica episode that we did last week. Uh, having a Hall of Famer on the show, Super Bowl winner. Uh, it was great to hear him talk about his battle against epilepsy and the Steps Toward Zero campaign. Check that out. I'll link that in the show notes for everyone. Check out Jim's work at the Still City Insider. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Wexel. You can check out my work at thestillstudy.com and give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Jim, anything you want to say? Just uh, have a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to everybody. All right. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we will see you after the Steelers get their next victory against the Las Vegas Raiders. Take care, everyone.